Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. What are you doing? Uh, I'm being anime protagonist, okay? <laughs> Let, let me be who I want to be. I've been watching a lot of anime. Okay, that's cool. I've been uh, cool as a uh, board. I went over to the East Coast to hang out with uh, uh, my half brother, who's East had, Coast. had a baptism going on, and then I have oh, cool. uh, my family friend, who I call cousin, because we kind of just grew up together as if we were cousins. So mm. he's he's my cousin, and um, yeah, he, I went over there. I haven't been watching anime on and off along with other shows, and then I went over there and my uh, cousin quote-unquote was like yo bro you gotta watch this and this and i'm like whoa and then i just kind of got an anime binge the one that i most recently finished uh the great pretender it's on netflix the great pretender that sounds like me in high school that's that's <laughs> not true the, it, it's wow. it's uh i think the the title premise is off that like old song uh old? by some people it's like a 60s song uh, the great okay. pretender, but um, basically, it's about con artist. And, oh, great! Uh, oh, that makes sense. And scam artist. That makes sense. And uh, it's so it starts out pretty rough because they have this whole dynamic where the protagonist is uh, Japanese, but uh, everyone else is well. Everyone's from like around the world or whatever. Sure. But the protagonist is Japanese, so they have it so that it's a it's an actual Japanese for the dub. They have oh. it so that it's an actual Japanese voice actor who speaks English. Uh, oh, that's so it sounds like a very heavy accent. Right. The English is a bit rough, and a lot of people didn't like the. But once you watch the first episode, it switches to a normal dub, uh, which the, act, the actual dub is actually pretty good for a lot of the characters. Um, and oh boy, you get you basically it's one season in three parts for three different scams, and each scam kind of gets into the backstory of each of the con artists. And oh boy, it's it's really good. Like, okay. Or, I wouldn't say really good. It was but just a nice. it was a fun watch. Right. Like uh, I sat through it. It wasn't like one of those things where I'm constantly checking the time, like I do for some shows. Uh, I was able to <laughs> just sit through it, enjoy it. Uh, binged a bit of it towards the end because the last part is really good. Okay. That's I'd recommend it. You got kind of hooked. Like kind of. I'd say, say kind of hooked. I'm really I'm really hoping for a season four because they kind of hint because uh, there's four of the dudes, but there's only three parts, oh. uh, and they hint towards the backstory of the last dude, which is like the main biggest right. scam artist, the most accomplished of them. I, of course, I would it say. Is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that it's it's literally just like uh, he talks to someone, the person walks away, and then he goes and grabs like a ring around his neck necklace and like talks to some somebody who that ring represents. I yeah, guess. as you do. And, yeah. And then then the show just ends. So it's and like, the season ends, and like, I'm just like it's like he's talking to the dead. But I'm, I'm, I think I don't know, or it's a lost love. Who knows? I don't know. But now I have to wait till for a new season if there even is one. The show isn't really that popular, so I don't know if it'll get one. Wow. I mean, there are a lot of shows that like come in with another season, even if they're not that popular. I hope so. It was, it was definitely good. Personally, anyway. I've been watching. Uh, I binge watched uh, the second part of Pokemon Journeys on Netflix. Okay. I, it, I love it. It's so good. It. Pokemon's Pokemon, you know. I don't have to like explain much to anybody how much I love Pokemon. So you know, <laughs> I also I, I did all that like in a day. And then the next day, I binge watched um, Wizards: Tales of Arcadia uh, by Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. I can't pronounce that. Why do you I'm have sorry. so much? You can pronounce I don't know. Japanese names just I fine. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, del Toro made that along with uh, Three Below and Troll Hunters. Great series, great little, great little universe he's got there. I like it. It's a it. show. It's a show. Yeah. Oh, I thought Del. I thought Del Toro only did movies. 
Well, not anymore. Oh, okay. He's trying to expand his resume. There you go. I mean, when you're that big in Hollywood, it's kind of you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I've been on a zombie tear. Zombie tear. I'm going to start Walking Dead. I'm probably going to hate it, but I'm going to start it. I only got to the first two seasons. I couldn't do it after the second season. The only bit I've ever seen of Walking Dead is when, spoiler alert, the tiger gets eaten. Okay. I haven't gotten that far. Like, yeah. I don't, get, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody <Honestly>. does. <laughs> like, oh, no, not the tiger. Right. Yeah, says no one ever. <laughs> so I'm just going to come out and say it. It is October. It's spoopy season, or at least that's when this episode is going to come out. It's the start of October, and what better way to start than talking about zombies, viruses, corporate scandals, and stuff. Like the scariest thing on earth, right? Corporations. Uh, An umbrella. Man, because we're, ta- we're talking about scary movies, and <laughs> you, say, you say all this stuff, all these evil people, and then, like, the first it- movie I always think of when I think scary movies, thrillers, is Get Out. And then, so in my head, I'm just like, white people? White people. <laughs> there you go. No, we're talking about Resident Evil today. We're going to start off spoopy season with Resident Evil, one of the most critically acclaimed survival horror games ever made you know like this this series definitely defined the genre definitely like got this type of genre started with uh with how it how it how it's all being run like probably without this game we wouldn't have silent hill and stuff yeah resident evil and silent hill are the big ones yeah but we haven't heard much from silent hill ever since pt which was great but resident evil is still very much alive with the game coming out Next year. <laughs> Ironic being alive and zombies oh, and ha, stuff. Ha, ha, you know? Ha, ha, Get it? Ha. Get it? Yeah. That no, was nice. I, I really. Well, so I haven't really looked too much into the older Resident Evil games because while, mm. while I think they're a great product of their time when it comes to horror games. You're talking about today, the original games, not the remake, right? Uh, the remakes. The, no, I'm talking about the remakes and the originals. Oh, okay. Um, when it comes to the original originals. They're great pieces for their time, but they're not good today by any means. You, um, I would uh, argue with compare, RE2 and 3 remake. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The remakes are a little different, but if you just play the original games, they're kind of hard to play through okay, okay, a lot. Okay, yeah. But the remakes, man, oh my gosh. It's like, because you'd think a lot of these companies are washed up, you know, because they make just a bunch of different of the same type of game. So they, man, they're not that good or whatever. But then the Resident Evil 2 remake came out, and then the Resident Evil 3 remake came out, and then both games. I didn't play them, but I watched them. I'm like, right. man, this is this is survival horror done right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for because being able because we have really good developments with video game AI these days. Um, where we have, I mean, games like Metal Gear Solid Five. Where right. the AI adapts to you, they wear right. they wear helmets if you shoot do headshots a lot. They put up lights if you go at night a lot, mm-hmm. and so we have this thing where games are starting to develop really good AI, and then you come out with these Resident Evil games where uh, zombies behave very much so like that is zombies. So true. The, the zombies, all the monsters behave exactly like you expect them to. Oh, and, and some you and, don't even know how how, how they're going to be. And, you can't expect it. Yeah, exactly. That's like the the kind of. That, that makes you like be like, oh, oh my gosh, what mm-hmm. is this thing? What is it going to do, you know? You expect them to behave unexpectedly. Right. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Is That's a good way to the, put it. The biggest part of survival horror is discomfort. 
Yeah. And okay. It's because in that discomfort is where you feel afraid. Right. Um, how Resident Evil uh, 2 and 3, uh, the remakes, really get you with this discomfort mm-hmm. is there, one, lack of resources. Okay. Um, you have to be really sparing with what you do, the paths you take. And so yeah, every yeah, yeah. decision, everything is scary because everything can either take away a lot of your resources. Yeah, resource or management is huge in these games. Yeah, and at then, least in the early games. And then you have something like the big dudes, like the yeah, uh, nemesis, nemesis, tyrant, um, Mr. X. Yeah, these ki- these things which are literally unbeatable for most of the portion of yeah. the game. Yeah. William Burgeant. It's literally it's it's that discomfort in that you can't do anything about it but run. Yeah. And so like, like for 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 the majority of the games, right? At least the early games, there's this big old dude chasing you constantly. He's always on the prowl. They are always on the prowl. All you can do like throughout the majority of the game just stun them yeah. and run away. There's no safety. Which no. is which is the big thing. You and then every time you're close to safety, a lot of times they'll have scripted events where they It's taken away. Yeah, your safety is taken away by these characters, which yeah. makes it normally characters like this, uh these like invincible things, you can tend to just look at them like in most games you tend to look at them like, Oh my gosh, I it's can't just beat another this monster. Thing. No, it's it's another monster. I can't beat it, this is frustrating. Right. But in, in games like Resident the Resident Evil you're remakes, not supposed to beat it. They master it because you're not supposed to beat it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't like a cheap gimmick to bring it in the story, mm-hmm. like story get cut scenes where you know you're you're play, like Xenoblade, where you you're right. fighting the dudes, yeah. you win, and then you lose in the cut scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the that's it's a, you knock them to like half health, cut scene, boom. Yeah, you know, they, you're done. That doesn't make me feel any more like that doesn't make me feel scared of the uh, antagonist. If anything, it makes me feel like the antagonist is a is a wimp. Because it's like, I can just beat them up anytime. Right. But then games like this, one, you can't beat them up. No. Two, they're there when you don't want them. Yep. Three, they're going to stop you from saving or feeling comfortable at all. And it's suddenly like you're actually afraid of these invincible things mm-hmm. because they actually affect your gameplay and they're not just cheap gimmicks. They're there and they hurt. Yeah. One, one like, big difference. Like, at the start, what I feel... W- that really helped Resident Evil be what it is, right? Be like um, ha- a hard game, uh, very, very hard to control. It, uh, because there's something called tank controls. These games are meant to be played with tank controls. And and for the PS1, you didn't have the the joysticks like you do now with the Dual the DualShock. All you have are, is the D-pad, and that's already hard to use uh, if you're not used to it. And with with the first game, for example, the developers have taken away your ability to freely move wherever you want. So you got to be extremely careful. That's already one thing. You already got You're already on your toes, right? And then you got these. Uh, I'm not gonna say mobs because there's not like that many usually at a time. But these zombies, these creatures, the undead, coming at you, and and your resources are finite. You know, you don't have unlimited ammo. Uh, you don't have all your weapons at once. You start off with a handgun, for example, you know. And building upon that with the future games, having something chase you, having uh, safety being taken away, except for, like, save rooms, you know. Um, having, like, a maximum amount or a limited amount of, of storage space on you, like your pouches and stuff. Like, inventory? you only carry... There you go, inventory. Um 
brain fart. My bad. <laughs> My bad, dude. Wow. Yeah, having a limited amount of inventory space, you know, that can only be upgraded a few times throughout the game. You know, like there are a lot of things to consider while playing these games. You know, just even even the early early points. Now, one thing I find interesting in Resident Evil as a whole, the lack. Uh, there's like a big lack in using the word zombies to describe the zombies you know they hardly ever use that word and when they do that's like that's something because not every resident evil game you're fighting against the undead for example uh resident evil 4 you're up against like like villagers and cultists and stuff like that and some monsters some mutants or whatever crocodilly crocodilly eye yeah I mean that also in Resident Evil 2, mm. you know, and 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 in other future games you're you're dealing with like possessed people or whatever, you know. It's it's in Resident Evil 7 you're dealing with a family that's infected by some virus but they're not um dead. I love Resident you know? Evil 7. But there you we'll go. get into that later. There you go. And Jack for life. <laughs> Resident Evil has like this weird thing of going the story isn't all that great. Is it like the main part, the the thing about Resident Evil that makes it so well beloved is not the story. It's it's the actual gameplay. It's the actual fear that it incites in you while you play. Yeah, I you know? mean, every single because I've I've looked into at least the remakes mm-hmm. uh, because um, there was a period of time where I was running uh, De- uh, Dungeon Dragons games, but with a survival horror kind of theme. Right, and I needed some. But I'm not too familiar with survival horror. I grew up in a conservative Christian family, and that stuff's generally pushed away. Okay. So I needed, like, reference so that I can make something good. Resident Evil games kind of served as that perfect reference where I got an idea of different ways you can instill fear, in, or not fear, but discomfort in people. Um, in Dungeons & Dragons, you have a lot of expectation of, uh, like, you kill an enemy, it's dead. So uh, I took a lot of... Uh, I. I, I don't know if it was, I grabbed it from a Resident Evil something, but uh, I ended up having uh, zombie-like things, which when you killed them, like two turns later, they get back up. Right. Always, yeah, yeah. no matter what you do. That's and usually then, the case in Resident Evil too. You shoot a zombie X amount of times, they go down, but that doesn't mean they are down. Yeah, you know? and they, they come back up a little yeah. later. Yeah. And, the, and uh, I I took that and I ran with it, and it ended up, it ended up being one of the funnest parts about the game mm-hmm. because in essence it was a mission of you go into a facility you go to the back of the facility then you go to the center of facility and hold down uh you as things come towards you so people in D they have this habit of i need to go and i need to kill everything before i continue so that's where their comfort is and then there's something in the back and then in the back of their mind you're like oh wait these guys are going to come back soon, so what am I going to do, right? Yeah, that, so I took away their comfort, that comfortable, this is how you play D&D, by yeah. being like, by the way, these guys aren't going to die. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out how to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And then that discomfort sets in. Then I added your Resident Evil type of big monster that can't be beaten. Right, the nemesis, it's, Mr. X, Tyrant. It's really slow. Yeah. You can run away from it yeah. easily. But it's going to constantly be following you. Yeah, of course. And with that, it, that was the the perfect thing because it ruins every single plan mm-hmm. that people come up with. And when your plans get ruined, there's more discomfort and then things like that. So Resident Evil ended up serving for me as a great example of survival horror mm-hmm. because there's so many different ways where they get the one creative monster choice is something I find super big in just video games in general is having uh 
different dynamics between the designs of the monsters in RE. Uh, yeah, the different oh, okay. dynamics between uh, the player and the AI. Right. Uh, where I really find it good when you have, or not AI, but just non-player. Right. Where I find it really important so that there's like a variety of things you go up against because you can't just do the single strategy for yeah. the entire game. Yeah. It's not you have to rethink how you go about each situation because now suddenly there's these things that crawl on the walls that yeah, hear yeah. you if you the walk Lakers. too fast. Yeah. And you have these... Uh, and then you have those... The giant s- slug monsters in the sewers and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have stuff like that and zombies and adds another dynamic mm-hmm. because, you know, before with the with the lickers, you know, you just kind of walk slowly. You, mm-hmm. hope that you hope that you don't bump into them. See, uh, I'm going to cut you off real quick. That's, like, one thing I love about Resident Evil. Since Resident Evil, a big part of it is, at least in the early games, right, uh, there, it's a very, there are a lot of puzzles. It's a very puzzle-based game, right? Even the enemies are, are treated as puzzles. Lickers is a good example. You can either shoot them. Their weakness is their head, their brain, because that's exposed. Or, since they're blind, you can just sneak, sneak past, past them. them. That's part but, of it. I love that so and then much. They're able to add more puzzles because if you have this dynamic of you can sneak past them, yeah. what if all of a sudden you throw a zombie in with a liquor? Right. You can't sneak past what them because the zombie do? can see you. Yeah. So now it presents another type of puzzle through the enemy, which is something so that... So therefore, what weapons are you going to use? How are you going to use them? Who are you going to go for first, right? And that's, that's what I really love about the Resident Evil style of mm-hmm. survival horror games. I played through uh, recently Alien Isolation. Great, uh, great yeah. game. Another really great uh, survival, survival horror, horror game. Yes. But where my problem with it came is the fact that once you reach a certain point, mm-hmm. the the gameplay kind of gets redundant because it's just you and Alien, you and Alien, you and the Alien, or right. you, uh, Xenomorph, whatever. Xenomorph, yeah. Over and over again. There's not much variance in what you're dealing with other mm-hmm. than the Xenomorph. Once I kind of got to that point, the game kind of died for me. It was really, really fun up until I ran through, like, two different chapters or whatever of this experience. And I'm like, I want something new. Right. But I wasn't really getting anything new. It was the same type of gameplay, so I ultimately gave up on the game. But it's still a really, really good game. I mean, I got it for $3 because of a Steam sale. You should really play through that. I I say you should really play through that because, yeah, it, it starts off, like, you're, you're safe, you're good, but then the, there's like a looming threat. Then the threat becomes apparent. Then you keep seeing that over and over and over again. Yes, but then, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it a little bit. You, it's oh, I, not watched, only, I watched through the entire game okay, before I played Yeah, it. it's not only one alien. There's more. You know, yeah. Oh, my God. It, yeah, exactly. But regardless, um, I, I totally get what you mean, though. I totally get what you mean. Resident Evil always mix it up, mixes it up. It, uh, yeah, that is true. They're but trying That to. doesn't always mean, like, it's a good thing. Because, for example, I am mainly familiar with the first three games, right? Okay. That's standard, slow-paced, puzzle-based survival horror stuff, right? Resident Evil 4 took... A more action approach, but mm-hmm. it's, you still have those puzzle elements. You know, it's like a good in between action and and the slow paced classic Resident Evil stuff. Then past that, on you know, for five and six and stuff, it's like mainly action games. Little of the you know puzzle and and is little to survival horror stuff. You know. Yeah, but you know when was it? Resident Evil Five was the most high highest selling. Resident Evil or even Capcom game ever. Yes, that is true. 
they the guys were like, okay, let's try to make it what our fans let's would do love. it again because it was a commercial success, but yeah. a critical meh. Yeah, and and Resident Evil Six is the second highest selling Capcom game now because because of that. You know, yeah. People, the the newer generation of that time, whenever that game came out, mm-hmm. wanted more of that. But for the old school RE fans that grew up with RE one, two, and three, and four still, you know. Were like, it had like a bit of of the experience taken away because of the slow, puzzle-based, horror survivalness thing going. You know that that was like taken away. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think Seven brought it back. Out, yeah, and then Seven did a great. They made a great 180 with Seven. Go ahead I and explain that. Oh, uh, out real quick for seven. I do also want to bring up how great that game was, mm-hmm. innovative wise, mm-hmm. because they did something that not a lot of uh, game companies were willing to try at the time, which was VR. They added a VR right. port to Dude, the game. That's crazy. Which at is perfect. That's for crazy. Survival horror, yes. At launch for a survival horror game, not no no real big companies were doing. VR at the time, other right, than right, other right. than Valve, who was like the pioneer basically of VR, and uh, one of the pioneers. And then um, I don't really think there were many AAA people outside of that doing VR. So uh, Capcom with Resident Evil Seven, uh, the first to kind of step into that with mm-hmm. a game that is perfect for it. I mean, it is one hundred percent perfect. Like uh, Resident Evil Seven, I believe is the first first person. Yeah, it Evil, is right one hundred percent the first. Yeah, the first one for first person, and it's crazy. And I also love how they use that first person nature. Yeah, you when you uh, I only watched portions of the game. I didn't right. play it, but watching portions of it, a lot of stuff that happens is based off sound, mm-hmm. which is huge. Kind of similar with Alien. Horror. And, and yeah, similar with Alien. Yeah. Welcome where, to the family, son. And he just punches <laughs> you in the face. Yeah, That's exactly. My or when like he bust through a wall or a door yeah, behind you. I yeah. love Jack. It's always behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you so you hear this loud bang, your instinct is to turn around, but if you're not playing with sound, then ultimately you're not going to have as fun of an experience because you're not going to turn around and see the debris coming out right, of the walls. Right, this dude right. just bang through the wall. You just, or, or you could play it and you hear the sound and you're like, oh shoot! You There's you have that fear. There. You have that fear factor in you so much. You don't even turn around. You just go because like, you, you know, know. You know that feeling when. You're, it's late at night. You're going to the kitchen to get something like a snack, right? You turn off the lights. You're going back to your room. The entire house is dark, and you're just like uh, sprint or speed walking. You can feel like a little, like a little. Your ha- your hairs in the back of your neck stand up, and it's like somebody's trying to reach you, trying to grab you. you have I'll you give, ever gotten I'll that give feeling? You, I'll give you one better. It's like that. Uh, you know? uh, I'll give you one better. I went uh, a few days ago. Uh, I was uh, walking my brother's dog outside. Um, and my brother's dog pooped. Nighttime? Yeah. My okay. brother's dog pooped like super far. I live right next to a swamp. Nice. And my, my brother's dog like went pretty close to the edge of this fence and then pooped real far out. And then uh, I didn't have a bag at the time. So I led the dog inside. I brought, grabbed the bag so I can go pick this up. Right. And then I, as I'm going Gosh. to pick it up, I just hear like a light oh, growl. No. I don't oh, I don't. No. I couldn't pay attention to the pitch because as soon right. as I heard the growl, I was like, Time to go. And so, <laughs> and so literally booked it. I go yeah. about halfway knowing that I'm safe. But then there's just that feeling mm-hmm. of it's like something looming. Just this feeling of it could have followed you. You're yeah. not actually safe. Yeah. And I'm like, 
And I full I kept running back into the house because just there's that feeling of there is no safety until you know you're safe. Yeah, and you get that, that a lot with that game. Yeah, with Resident Evil Seven, you get that a lot. You'll be in a quiet hallway, and you'll be like, I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that game has like it's divided in sections with the boss. Like in old games, the big boss is like always Nemesis or Mr. X or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's a whole family. You start with Jack, the father, and um. I was watching a YouTuber play Resi- through Resident Evil 7, but he replaced the family models with Family Guy. Oh, man. So the mother was – Peter was Jack. The mother was Lois. <laughs> yeah. The son was Chris. And Mia, your wife, was Meg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody likes Meg. So <laughs> I don't remember their real names. So I'm just going to go. There's a section with Peter, Lois, um, Chris, and then oh, no. and then the grandma, which is like – Revealed to be the big thing behind all this. I don't want to get too spoilerly because it's kind of new, 2017. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And like then, then again with Jack. Mm-hmm. And I like the mixing it up a little because you fight all dif- all four of them differently, and sometimes you just can't fight. You can't really fight the grandma, the old lady, which is actually a young lady. But we'll get into that later. I like that. I, it mixes it up a lot. That's like. Kind of Metroid, mm-hmm. Metroidy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like kind of like Metroid Prime. Like you got a few certain bosses, you know, you know they're there or something. But yeah, these newer games are great for modding. I was right. also watching that same YouTuber play Resident Evil Three Remake, oh, but okay. you replace Claire with Shaggy Aww. and Carlos <laughs> with Rick Sanchez, and nice. the, ty- the Jill, the, not Claire. Jill and Jill Resident Valentine Evil Three is three. Yeah. Okay, my bad. And um, the the tyrant. Mr. X, Nemesis, mm. with Waluigi. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was great. It's so good I, for I was I was about to ask uh, how the modability of these games are. Because, I mean, mods is, like, one of the biggest reasons why I play games on PC. It's mainly for aesthetics. But I don't think about, like, I don't think it would shatter gameplay. I don't think you can do oh, that yeah, of without course. crashing it. But of still, course. aesthetics is pretty funny. Slash and Zombies <laughs> is shaggy, is great. I think we're talking about this series in a good time because Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 8 is coming out next Ocho. year. It's coming out soon. So I'm not too familiar. I haven't really watched any of the trailers. So I'm assuming it's going to be more like 7. Okay. Is it? Uh, it's going to be in first person. It's going to be first person? And there I think go. it's going to follow like kind of right after because they say Chris and Ethan. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I think That's leaving right Ethan. off from seven. Yeah. And okay. I don't know what the, what the story is going to be about. It's right. going like, to take place in a Russian village where I the mean, T-virus came out or something. I don't know. I mean, like, like I said. The story takes a backseat. Like I said earlier, the, the story is never all that prominent in Resident Evil. Like all you have to know is that Umbrella Corporation is is bad you know guys. is a, they're the bad guys they made this virus the T the G virus there's so many viruses but the main two are the T and G virus the T virus is from Resident Evil 1 and 2 and the G is from 3 I think I could be wrong but regardless um yeah they made these viruses somehow they started an outbreak by accident but they wanted to use this virus for uh to sell it to the US military and stuff in the games, so they're 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 militarizing zombies, basically zombies and mutants and stuff like that. But of course, it goes terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. It turns on them. Umbrella gets taken down, you know. And then we have heroes like Chris and Claire Redfield, um, Jill Valentine, Leon, Leon Kennedy, you know. 
those are like the main four I know that I actually care about and I actually like to see. And, you know, it's, it's up to them to like not just save the day, but like escape the the mess that's been left behind. You know, it's it's crazy. That's, you know, completely survival horror. And don't even get me started on the movies. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were to interpret those games into a movie because it's it's very basic story. Like evil Walmart has released zombies. Basically, Live. like evil CVS <laughs> because it's a pharmaceutical company, right. you know. And, and there's six of them. Listen, they're not the worst six video game, but they're one adaptation. Of, but they're one they're, of they're, they're up there. There are no P- Detective Pikachu or Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, there are very 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 few actual good movie Listen. like game movie adaptations yeah, yeah. mainly just because i mean the the people in charge hollywood of like, doesn't care they i think a lot of the people who make these haven't don't play the game exactly they don't care if you they don't, don't mind um brainless action movies right. they're going to be all right yeah there you go there if you, go. you don't want to think if you just want to see um what's her name i don't know her name something Jokovic. i mean her, her yeah right um her her character's name is Alice, which yeah. is a completely new character for RE, you know, just for the movies. And then they bring in characters from the games. Which Wesker. Mixes, yeah. Leon. Yeah. Leon. The, the Redfields. The Redfields are in there too, yeah. Like, there's references. Even Nemesis is, is in the Apocalypse movie. Um, like, they, there's references, but it's very loosely based on the actual source materials, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite. They need to make up their mind, either original or not. Come on, guys. But like, it's make fun to mind. make fun of. It's so fun to be like, what is going on here? Because it's, like, the action, it, it's a it's an action movie. It's not, like, a survival horror movie, mm-hmm. you know? So, like... One-liner galore. Yeah, it's just all action. This is, like, this is, like, you know, with... Around these came out like around the same time as RE four, five, and six, you know. So there's all action, testosterone, guns, explosions, zombies type stuff, you know. Very nice. It, it's like it's like um, dead or no, not dead or alive. It's um, is it is it dead or alive? Dead or alive. That's the one where you're on the island. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, like you're just fighting hordes of zombies. You know, it's like that. You know. That's yeah. that's what the movies are. I it's it's something else. But just to leave off on a good note, right? I think Resident Evil as a whole does a great job. The remakes of 2 and 3, I'm not going to say much about 1 because it's just like like upresing the games, like adding some new things, yeah. But Resident Evil 2 in my opinion is the best Resident Evil game, period. And I won't say Res- Resident Evil 3 is up there. But the only thing is that it's very, very short. But it's cool. It's still cool. They it looks great. They they implemented um, new ways to use the old formula in in like a over the shoulder perspective, like Resident Evil Four and stuff like that. You really feel immersed when it comes to these games, these remakes and stuff. And they look beautiful. They sound great. They play great. They're great. Nice. Great. <laughs> well. I mean, I'll definitely agree. Uh, once again, I haven't played really much of them, but I mean, I've uh, I've researched them okay. for re- for D and D reasons, and they serve as great sort of example survival horror, at least the remakes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, if you haven't played them, like me, you definitely should. I definitely think I should play them. <laughs> I think I think a good way to like start is either with 
uh, RE2 and 3 Remake or Resident Evil 4? I I think Resident Evil 7 isn't a bad get starting point because Resident Evil it's 7 was very... Yeah, it, well, Resident Evil 7 was very much made to be like trying to get people into Resident Evil. At yeah. least I feel. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you can't follow follow all the characters like Leon, Chris, Jill, Claire, mm-hmm. they just start with new, and you know, just Chris is at the very end, like, oh my god, I'm a Resident Evil fan. Uh-huh. Yeah, some fan service is there. <laughs> yeah, but it's just mainly just Ethan just trying to survive and yeah. save his wife, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app Eagle Radio Station where we are live. Catch you on the next one. out for zambies and mr x with his hat my favorite thing to do is shoot his hat off you get an achievement for that yeah Yeah, it's so cool it's uh, it's a nice little touch you know he's like he's a big old smooth criminal normalize mr x zombies with hats